All right. Well, I would like to start our time. Can we just um, right now, just let's just begin to pray in the spirit. Let's begin to pray in the spirit. Thank you, Lord. And just welcome the Lord this morning. Say, Jesus, we welcome you. Speak to me, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are worthy. You are worthy. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 7. John 7. Are you guys ready for the word this morning? Somebody asked me, what are you talking about? And I said, Jesus. <clears throat> Jesus changes everything, amen? All right, John 7, we're going to start at verse 37. And we're going to read through 39. John 7, verse 37 through 39. You can follow along on screen if you don't have your Bibles. It says, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And I, I want you to notice here, it starts off, Jesus has something important to say. He wants to make an announcement. He stands up in the crowd. This was a big feast. This was a, a time where there was people all over the place, and he gets up because I have something important to say. How many of you know if Jesus has something important to say, we need to give our attention to it, right? Jesus is standing up, and he says, on the last day of this great feast, he cries out, saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. How many of you know Jesus' desire is to fill us completely with him. But he will only respond to those who thirst for him. That literally means that you can go through the motions, you can come to church, you can go to service, you can sing the songs, you can do all the things, but if, you're not, if your heart isn't thirsting for him, he has nothing to fill. And if we're coming here, I hope the reason we're here today is because we want, we want more of the Lord. We want more of Jesus in our lives. Amen? I mean, if, if, honestly, if we're just going through the motions, I, I think I need to find another, another gig because I'm not interested in anybody else. We're here to receive what the Lord has for us. And here's Jesus. He stands up. He cries out, if anyone thirsts, say, Lord, make me thirsty. Come on, let's say, say, just Lord, make me thirsty. He says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. There are a lot of places that we go when we're thirsty besides the Lord. We try to fill our hearts with all the things that never satisfy. Maybe it's, you know, more social media. We just or we just are flipping through our phones, or maybe we try to fill that thirst with relationships, with other people, with approval, with success. There are so many counterfeits, but there is only one thing that will actually satisfy in this world, 
and that is him. You see, we have to thirst for the right things, right? If you, if you, if you have a sweet tooth, anybody in here got a sweet tooth? Yep, yep, my son bolted his hand up, absolutely. He's like, I just need something sweet. I'm like, I get you, man, I get you. Listen, when you are thirsting for the wrong things and that's all you consume, how many of you know it has negative side effects, right? Your teeth start to rot. You get upset stomachs. You, you aren't getting the nutrition that you need. You're not growing properly, all these things. But how many of you know we need to thirst for the right things, amen? Stop thirsting for the wrong things. Start, start thirsting for the Lord. He says, he says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And so this is interesting because Jesus starts off by saying, if anyone, if you're thirsty, come and drink. So Jesus is giving this picture of intaking something, that we're to take in who he is, that we're to take in the Holy Spirit, that when we take in, we are filling ourselves up But then he says, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And so we see there's these two different directions. There is this intake of him, and then there is this outpouring called rivers of living water that come out of us. Are you guys with me this morning? And then notice what he says, or it says in verse 39, it says, but this he spoke concerning the spirit, whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And so Jesus is saying, I've got living water in me. And if you're spiritually thirsty, come and drink. Come and drink. Come to the Lord and drink. Drink of his goodness. Drink of his love for you. He's looking, he's calling And if you're here today, how many of you know you're here because the Lord is calling you? He's beckoning you to him. He's saying, listen, you think you're here for one reason, but but I've brought you to this place to receive from me. Let me fill you. Let me fill you with my spirit. Let me fill you with who I am. I'm the only thing that will satisfy. So many people spend their entire lives looking and searching for more money, for more friendships, for more approval. And there's only one thing that satisfies, right? We read Psalm 27 this morning where David says, one thing I have desired, that will I seek. One thing. David had everything. He was the king. And everything in his life, he had dwindled it down to one thing that mattered more than anything, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all my days to inquire of the Lord and to behold the beauty of him. One thing, just one. And we so overcomplicate it. I've got to be driven. I've got to have the goals. I've got to do all these things. Listen, I'm not going to put you, anybody down for being driven. But listen, if we don't have the one thing, then what's really the point? And Jesus is calling. He's saying, come to me, all who are thirsty. And the Lord wants to fill us with his spirit And when he fills us with his spirit, out of our heart flows rivers of living water. I want to go back just a couple chapters to John chapter 4. John chapter 4, starting at verse 7, I want to look at an an example of this with Jesus. 
John chapter 4, starting at verse 7, it says, A woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Notice what Jesus says. If you would have asked, I would fill. If you would have asked, I would have filled. How many of you know it's so important that when we come to the Lord, we ask him, Lord, fill me. Fill me. If you would have asked, he would have filled. And so, t- so many times I'll, I'll hear people say things like, well, if God wants to do it, he'll just do it. But how many of you know that's not, that's not what he's saying? No, I'll, I'll fill those who come to me. I'll fill those who thirst for me. I'll fill those who ask of me. How many of you know the Lord blesses the hungry? What, what did Jesus say? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness because they will be what? Filled. You want more of Jesus in your life? Ask him to make you hungry. You want more of Jesus in your life? Ask him to fill you with his spirit. If you would have asked, he will fill. Amen? Is this okay? Give me a drink. You would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, verse 11, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. So here's this woman. Jesus is talking on a spiritual level. This woman is not on the same level. She's talking in a natural level saying, what are you talking about? Like, you have nothing to draw with. How am I going to get this water? What are you talking? I don't understand. But here's Jesus. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. And she says, when, where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us, gave us the well and drank from it himself? as well as his sons and his livestock. Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water, talking about the well, Jesus says, whoever drinks of this natural water, this water that you can see, the water you can taste, the water that you can feel, whoever drinks this water is going to thirst again. What is Jesus saying? All the other natural things, those won't satisfy. You'll just get thirsty again. You'll hunger again. But notice what he says, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. She's still on that natural level, right? She's like, well, that sounds pretty sweet. I don't have to go to the well. How many of you know that's, that's what, like, we just turn on the water. We, uh, we, my wife and I, well, my wife got a dog and this dog, (laughs) this dog is figuring it out, like still a puppy, very much figuring it out. And for whatever reason, I gave him a bath one time and he loved it. Right. 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 Like I was standing in, in there and I was just washing him and he was just rolling around in the water. He was taking it and he started drinking the water. I'm like, this is disgusting. Like you're, you're gross. You're a dog. Right. Ever since that time now, he will, when he's thirsty and he's upstairs, he jumps into the tub and he just starts trying to claw at this drain, trying to get water, right? 
And it makes this noise, this clanking noise, until one of us gets up and we turn on the little spigot and out comes the water and he starts chomping at the water that's coming out of the faucet, right? He'll do it in the middle of the night, two in the morning. All of a sudden you hear this clank, 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 because he's thirsty, okay? Right? In these times, when people were thirsty, they didn't have plumbing. They literally would have to walk to the well, which is usually miles out, and they would go and they would draw the water and carry it back into town, into their home, into their dwelling place. Oftentimes, there was a line of people. So you would walk to this well and you would be in line with your stuff, just waiting to draw from the well and get some water. And Jesus is saying, if you would thirst for me like that, where when you knew I'm thirsty, when you knew I, I need more, if you would come to me like that, I guarantee I will fill you like with my spirit. I will fill you with living water. Amen? Jesus says, or verse 16, Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you have said, you have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. And so here's Jesus, and I want you to notice what's taking place. Jesus comes at her. She's still on this natural level saying, Lord, give me this water so I don't have to come back to this well anymore. She's still on this natural level, and then Jesus comes at her with this word of knowledge. This word of knowledge, something that he could not have known, was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that spoke into her life. Okay? And so here's Jesus coming at her with this word of knowledge, and the Lord was trying to draw something out of her. Okay, now we, we sometimes get the picture that, you know, Jesus was God, and he is, Amen. But how many of you know Jesus, when he, when God became, when, when God became flesh, he gave up all of his divine attributes. In other words, when Jesus came to earth, he really was a man. He gave up his omnipresence. He couldn't be everywhere all at once. He gave up his omniscience where, where he, he did not know all things. Right? He didn't know where people would be. He didn't know what people would do. He gave up his omnipotence, meaning he was not all-powerful. He couldn't just go walking around bopping people on the head and, and all of a sudden, you're saved, you're saved, you're saved, you're saved, right? Duck, duck, goose. No. He became fully man. But the Lord would demonstrate what, what people would do when they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's what's happening here. Jesus was filled with the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit revealed to Jesus that this woman was not living a life that she should be living. And so he, she comes at him, or he comes at her with this word of knowledge. And here's this lady getting this drink. Jesus says, if you ask, you will get a drink. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Spirit, he gives her a word. And the woman, it says... Verse 28, the woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city and said to the men, come see a man who told me all the things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him, came to Jesus. Verse 39, and many of the Samaritans of that city, notice many of the Samaritans of that city 
believed. Everybody say believed. They believed in him because of the word that the woman had testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. And many, many more believed because of his own word. Then they said to the woman, now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him. And we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. So I want you to notice what happened here. A huge number of people from this city are now believers in Christ Jesus because of one word of knowledge. Jesus was filled with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit used him to speak into this woman's life, and all of a sudden, this whole city is being saved because, and believing in Jesus because of this living water that came out of the Lord. You know, I, I've, I've heard people say things like, you know, I'm just building relationships with people, trying to win them to the Lord. And how many of you know that's impo- that is important? The Lord will use relationships that we have with people to reveal himself to others. But how many of you know the Holy Spirit wants to accelerate people coming to him? He wants to reveal them, himself to them in a moment. He, he doesn't want to wait years and years and years. No, the Lord wants people saved right now. The Lord wants people to believe in him right now. And so if there's people in your life that you're like, man, I'm, I'm trying to win them to Jesus. I'm trying to win them to the Lord. Listen, it's not about what you can do. It's about him revealing himself to them. Ask the Lord to fill you with his spirit. Ask the Lord to fill you and use you so that others might know him just the way Jesus was demonstrating here. And so often we discount our ability as the body of Christ to function at the level that Jesus functioned. But didn't Jesus say, the works that I do, you will do also. And he doesn't stop there. Jesus says, and greater works than these you will do. In other words, everything that Jesus did in his earthly ministry, causing healing the blind, healing the lame, healing the sick, calming the storms, all at a word. He said, those same things you're going to do and greater things than these you will do. Jesus is saying, listen, whoever's thirsty, come to me and I will fill you with my spirit. And then out of your heart will now flow what? Rivers of living water. How many of you know when the Lord fills you with his spirit, you can't keep it to yourself? When the Lord fills you in this way, you are not satisfied holding on because how many of you know Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give, right? Matthew 10, freely you have received, freely give. Jesus says those words when he sends out his 12 disciples. Now what's interesting is he had 12 disciples, people that followed him, people that called him teacher, that were learning from Jesus. And he comes, in, comes to Matthew chapter 10, and he has these 12 disciples, and we can see what Jesus gave. In Matthew chapter, chapter 8, we see that Jesus heals and cleanses the leper. And the leper comes to him and says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, I am willing, be clean. That, what, what is that? That's living water coming out of the Lord, right? 
Jesus heals the centurion servant where the centurion comes to him and says, Lord, you don't even need to come with me. Just speak the word and my servant will be made well. And Jesus marveled at that faith and out of Jesus flowed what? Rivers of living water. Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. Jesus cast out spirits with the word and healed all who were sick. Jesus saved the, the lives of the disciples. He calmed the winds and the waves. He cast out the legion of demons. He healed the woman with the flow of blood. I was going to say something. He raised to life the girl who died. He healed the blind. He gave the mute their speech. Living water. Living water. And at the end of Matthew chapter 9, Jesus says, the harvest is plentiful. Meaning what? Jesus is saying, people everywhere are ready to receive this living water. I can make a guarantee, and I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. There is not one person in this world that is not actually after the Lord himself. They'll deny it. They want, they'll say, I don't want nothing to do with him. But he's the only thing that will satisfy. The Lord says the laborers are few. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, meaning there are few who are giving themselves to this filling. There are few who are making themselves available to allow this river of living water to come out of their life. And so Jesus sends out the 12 disciples in Matthew chapter 10, starting at verse 7. He says, as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand and then jesus says we'll just start with the basics heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise the dead cast out demons freely you have received freely give aren't you thankful that jesus started at a low level there right he got these guys that are new in ministry trying to learn from him and he sends them out and he says Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, freely you have received, freely give. How many of you know at this point in ministry, the disciples, they weren't even born again at this time. They were following the Lord, but the disciples went out. They followed the instruction of Jesus. They went out and what happened? People were healed. People were born again. People were delivered even before they were born again. How many of you know if the Lord can use people in that way before they were born again, imagine what he, what he can do when people are born again and filled with his spirit. And so Jesus, who was overflowing with the spirit, he gave them authority and sent them out. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And then it says, this he spoke concerning of the Spirit. Well, how many of you remember in Acts chapter 1, Jesus commanded the disciples not to leave Jerusalem until they received the promise of the Spirit. And Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And here's Jesus. So Jesus is saying, don't leave Jerusalem until what? Until you have freely received. In other words, don't go out and just try to do ministry without first receiving from me. Don't just cry, try to accomplish things on your own strength. Don't just try to make things happen, even with good intentions. No, you must freely receive first. 
You see, the disciples, they received Jesus, but they needed to receive the fullness of the Spirit. And so the disciples were filled with the Spirit in Acts 2, and then we see in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John, they're going to the temple and pray. One of my favorite stories. They go to the temple to pray, and there's this lame man who is sitting at the gate beautiful, and he's begging for money. He was lame since his, the, since his birth. And this man says, please, please, just some alms. And Peter and John looked at the man, and they said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. How many of you know the disciples had been given something? Freely you have received, now freely give. How many of you know if you're a believer in Christ Jesus, you've been given something? If you're a believer in Christ Jesus and you've asked, Lord, Lord, would you fill me with your spirit? How many of you know you've been given his spirit? And the Lord is saying, freely you have received, now freely give. Go, go, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. Freely you have received, freely give. How many of you know we all have an assignment, amen? And so we have been given something available to us to help the world and to see people come to Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to have a stand this morning, and I'm going to close with this scripture out of 1 Corinthians. And I'm going to ask that we all close our eyes, we bow our heads. I'm going to ask that we're not talking, that we're not distracting one another. I want us to come to the Lord this morning. And I want you to listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He says, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And I believe this is something that the Lord is making available to us today. It is asking the Lord, Lord, fill me to overflowing with your spirit so that I can have living water pouring out of my life. And so right now, just with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, Let's just lift our hands to the Lord and just say, Lord, would you fill me? Fill me with your spirit. Fill me fresh. Lord, I'm thirsty. I'm hungry, Lord. Fill me so that I can have living water pouring out of my life. And if you're here today and you've not given your life to the Lord, how many, that is the, that is the first thing we need to do. The Bible says that if you confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I'm going to invite us all just right now, if you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, if you would like to give your life to the Lord today, I'm going to ask that you just look at me. Okay. Amen. And we're going to pray this out loud together. Just repeat after me. But we're going to all pray this out loud together in a voice loud enough for the person next to you to hear. But just say this, Lord, I give my life to you.
I receive your salvation. I receive what you did for me on the cross. That you bled and you died to forgive my sins. And you were raised to life and you defeated death so that I could have life with you forever. So Lord, I give my life to you. I was bought at a price and I'm no longer my own, but I choose to follow you from this day forward. Now, Jesus, fill us with your spirit. Lift, lift your hands to the Lord. Everybody in this place, lift your hands. Fill them with your spirit, Lord Jesus. Fill us to overflowing. Lord, we don't want to do this without you. We can't. Lord, fill us, Lord, to the point where out of our hearts come rivers of living water, Lord. Lord, that people would see you wherever we go. And Lord, that we would make ourselves available to the move of your spirit. Lord, when you say pray, Lord, that we would stop what we're doing and we would pray. Lord, when we see people in need, Lord, and you begin to lead us to help them, Lord, that we would do it with the power of your spirit, Lord. Lord, that it wouldn't just be good intentions. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that we have good people here that have good intentions. But Lord, we want to be led and empowered by you. Fill us, Lord, to overflowing. In Jesus' name, we all said amen. Amen. In fact, actually, let's say this. Say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. I open myself to your spirit. Overflow in me so that others may taste your goodness. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by your spirit. We want more of you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we just thank the Lord this morning? Thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay, so here's the deal. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I, I'm going to ask just something very simple, that you tell someone that about it. That you let someone know, I gave my life to the Lord. doesn't have to be me. It can be anybody. But tell somebody about that. And if you're here and you would like prayer, we're going to have some people up here available to pray with you right in just a few moments. But everybody else, we love you. We're so glad you're here. Thank you for worshiping with us. The Lord is good. Amen. Jesus is wonderful. He'll change you for the better. Amen. People need Jesus. So let rivers of living water, let it flow out of our lives. In Jesus' name. All right, you guys are dismissed. We love you. Take care. Put a big smile on your face. Greet some people around you, and we'll see you next week.